0: Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to St. Codepensia, a podcast about all things mental health, in particular codependency. It's episode 10 and the holidays are here. Woohoo! So exciting, very fun, but also very stressful and hectic and can be very trigger-inducing. So if you know anyone who struggles during the holidays or is just having a really tough time, please share this podcast Also check out the meadows. Make sure that you take care of yourself during the holiday season, just as if you would like pad your budget for the cost of all the gifts that you need to buy, like pad your mental health routine during the holidays, book your therapist, or, you know, make sure you have what you need preemptively, proactively. Just give yourself some things that will help you sort of navigate the, the holidays better than you have in the past. I'm planning on doing that and it has been working. I have a brother who just got married. Yay! Congratulations, Phil and Molly. I'm still on cloud nine from the event. It was marvelous and just so touching, beautiful, gorgeous venue. It was dreamy. And I'm so happy for my brother and my new sister-in-law and my nephew Noah. And a lot of things... I was able to do leading up to the wedding that have sort of paid off. There flowers in my flower box, if you will. I was able to identify how I was able to manage a very tricky scenario. As everyone knows, my father passed away from alcoholism and you know, my brother is my father's son. And you know, had the last eighteen months not happened, I, I just wonder what what I would look like, what my life would look like. I have no idea. I was marveling at where I am today. And just eighteen months, eighteen months was when I decided, yes, I'm going to go away to the meadows for a week. I really need professional help. I am at my surrender. And it's just 18 months, and I feel like I'm a totally different person. I'm establishing new relationships. The podcast has opened doors with so many people. Um, I'm having conversations with people that are real and authentic for the first time in my life. There were so many people at the wedding that hadn't seen me in so long. There were people that came up to me that were listeners of the podcast and people I had no idea would be even open to these types of topics. I was just in full awe and gratitude for a lot of it. And then <laughs> a couple days later, I get pounded with some splinters <laughs> because life is like that. And when you go into situations where you're in close contact with a lot of people who you may or may not be related to or other family dynamics. You know, there's all these different things that may trigger you. And some things have come up since the wedding, things that I've handled in in a healthy way. And I did the steps for the splinter removal. And there was just even more clarity in my mind. Like I would have the the voice in my head saying, okay, now your splinter's removed. It's still going to be sore for a while, but it's out and you've processed it. And so that's been becoming quicker and faster through this process. These podcasts are like accelerators for my healing. And I'm just so grateful for it. So one of the things that I realized was that dancing is so fucking fun. And I haven't gone dancing in so long. Oh my god! With actually traced it back to like before my dad's death, which is like four years, I think. I I may have had a night or two dancing, but if I did, it wasn't that memorable, clearly. My brother's wedding was one of those infectious dance floors that it's just, it's just elation. And, you know, every, everybody just letting loose and it's just a celebration. And it, it felt so great because there was so much to celebrate. There was so much beauty and love in that room and it felt amazing. It felt electric. And that's when events like that in life, when they happen, they they last a long time, right? Those memories, they just, woo, you can always go back to those dance floors and remember how cool that energy was. But a lot of times you have conversations, you have run-ins with people at weddings and and the dance floor is the happy part, but you know... <sighs> The guy that's had one too many or the girl who is like spitting hors d'oeuvres in your face, you know, (laughs) because she's a space invader. You know, all of these things that I was... not very long ago. There are some yucky things that come with the celebration. Sometimes they can be loaded. I got a lot of compliments on my dress and people kept asking me what the pattern was. And I actually don't know, but it reminded me of kind of an artistic like art deco, like chain (laughs) mail-esque. It was like sequin, but there was a pattern on it that looked cool. And I kind of felt protected in a way. And I thought about it, and I wasn't really sure about what this week's analogy was. It it didn't come to me till very late today, like right before this. I had to really kind of suss it out. And looking back on the experience at the wedding, and I, I felt protected And I felt my dress in a weird way kind of signified that. But the but the bigger analogy wasn't the dress. It was actually the idea and the concept of having a goalie, a goalkeeper, a goaltender, if you will, in soccer or hockey. And if you're playing a game with opposing teams, it's fun. Like if everybody knows the rules and you know, you win some, you lose some. Sometimes you get hurt, things happen, but you know, ultimately gonna be a roller coaster, but it's going to be fun and it's going to be worth it. That's ideally like what life should be. Well, sometimes pucks or soccer balls can be thought of like splinters or trauma. And there's times when things come at you in life. You know, there's a sudden death of someone or car accident or the loss of a career, anything. there's It could be anything, but these things come at you and- what you need is a really badass goalie. Pucks can come in. Trauma can come in. And sometimes if it's so big, then yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to mess you up just because of the size of it. You know what I mean? Like if if you have a major trauma, like there's just no goalie out there that's going to be able to protect you from it. You're going to have trauma if certain things happen to you. But there is a lot of trauma out there that can be prevented and you can protect your mental headspace. So if you think about the goal, the goal is the area where the puck needs to get to in order to score for the other team. You don't want that to happen. The goalie doesn't want that to happen. So the the mental headspace is the goal area and your goalie, you want like Olympic level goalie out there, you know, whether it be soccer or hockey or whatever. Just think about the baddest ass gargantuan guy that's not going to let anything through. And I really felt like that at the wedding as far as knowing that people are going to be who they are, knowing that there's going to be a lot of people who have had too much to drink or situations that would shake up my snow globe. But I had a really good goalie. I had mentally prepared. And that's why I said that in the, in the beginning of this episode about doing the prep work for yourself mentally is half the battle. Like knowing that the holidays are coming up, if you prepare and give yourself some, th- some outs or some um, avenues to, to settle your snow globe while you're in this settled space before it gets crazy, you can navigate it way better. And I felt like that happened at the, At the wedding, and I was really able to stay present and sort of block a lot of these pucks that could have hurt me and would have hurt me in the past. I would have totally been triggered AF had I not gone through all of this and this journey that you guys are now on with me, which is so cool. But parents are really supposed to be your badass goalie in the beginning, they're ideally supposed to protect their children from major trauma and deflect it because children are defenseless. They are relying on the caregiver to shield the pucks. However, there are some situations where the parent doesn't know what they're doing, doesn't know the rules of the game, doesn't know how to play it, and actually is the player that ends up Scoring on his own teammate and injuring his own teammate, doing like a slap shot to the face. And it's his own teammate or her own teammate. Caregivers can switch teams or just score on their own team. Basically hurt their own team, hurt their own family because they don't know how to deflect the pucks. They just kept getting injured. They just let all the pucks kept going down the line. Well, no more for me. Woo! Courtney's got a goalie courtney he's got a goalie. It feels great. And I was ready, and and nothing really got in there. And I mean, like I said, there was something like a bigger splinter that I sort of uncovered after, but it was in a very manageable way, and I had those steps that I could go back on. And so it felt really, really good, and it felt really awesome to have so many people come up to me and say that they had listened and um, connected with this podcast. And um, I'm just so grateful, and I'm excited to see where this is going to go, and it feels really good. So before I end. The- the message for the week. I wanted to talk about one more little bonus analogy. I my husband is really annoyed with me because I love lighting fires. We have a fireplace in this new house. We have two actually. And we have all these trees around us. And we recently had a hurricane come through and a lot of trees were down. And so there's a lot of just like wood. And so I am the type of person, one, I'm a very hot natured person. I really hate heaters, like running the heat in the whole house. I think it smells. I have a hard time like breathing heated air. I I know it's weird. My husband thinks it's ridiculous. He's from Kentucky and grew up with very cold winters. And he's like, Courtney, it's 65. And I'm like, yeah, that's perfect. So there's a lot of couples out there that are temperature (laughs) opposite. (laughs) <laughs> so I love a fire. I live in Louisiana. And so the opportunities to have a fire are like not that long. You have, to, you have to capitalize on it. And I have a lot of fun lighting fires. I think there's just something cathartic about it. Cleansing. I like it. And so this is actually not an original analogy. I heard this at church. I am not saying that this is mine. I think that this is just an analogy that is out there, but I don't want to take credit for it because it's not my own. Anger can be looked at as fires and like fire can be very, very positive if used in the correct way. It can cook our food. It can warm our homes. You know, it can do a lot of really amazing things. Run vehicles, you know, all these things. I don't know if fire can run a vehicle. I mean, I'm assuming at some point a fire did run a vehicle, but I'm, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows, Courtney? But if a fire is out of control, it can destroy something down to ashes. And so anger in that way can be completely misused in family homes, in life in general. Road rage would be an example of an out-of-control fire that was completely destructive. Anger in the contained positive form is there are things that happen to us that piss us off and we deserve to be pissed because that was unfair and you didn't deserve it. And so (laughs) you guys hear that in my voice? I've been processing some anger. There's been a lot of anger processing. And my thing is that I wasn't given the appropriate positive channels of anger because there was so much denial of reality being with my dad. So he denied all of my experiences, all my feelings. Like he was trying to say that it wasn't that bad that I was sitting in the back of his car for hours and hours because he got me tons of junk food. So I should be happy, right? But as a kid, I'm like, I don't know that that's not normal. Yeah, it is kind of cool. Junk food. Okay, cool. Then I become a parent and I'm looking back on this and I'm looking at my behavior. I was forced to look at my behavior once I was confronted because it was out of control, just like a fire. Well, my dad was doing a lot of bullshit, a lot, but I couldn't be upset about it. So I had to stuff all that anger down and I did not have fireplace to let it burn. You know what I mean? in the in the appropriate healthy way like having somebody be like oh my god yeah that's that's awful because i couldn't tell anybody he would get dra- he would get dragged into court i knew that so I had my voice was taken away. And so children can be silenced. And what it does is it it that fire is still, it's just being internalized. And it's just going to get out of control at some point. And it's going to be destructive. Can actually you can harness it and you can get it. And and so my splinter removal in this last few days, there was anger attached to it. And I had a fireplace metaphorically and And physically like really in my life now and also i'm just realizing as i'm talking i had a fireplace within me and i was able to light that fire and let that anger burn and because i deserved to to be effing angry and i let it go and i moved on (laughs) and my snow globe settled but i didn't hurt anybody and i didn't hurt myself so that's a win people for me i gotta say (laughs) All right, y'all. Well, that's the message for today. It's really good to be back. Um, I'm excited to get back into a routine. And everyone, brace yourselves for the holidays. It's going to be a great one. I have a great feeling. Please leave me a review if you haven't already. Please be advised that I am not a licensed therapist, nor do I have any degrees in mental health. I strongly encourage everyone to seek out the care of a mental health professional and as always go find your light and where you begin is within bye